The Versecast is brought to you by Engine. Create your free gaming community website at enjin.com. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Versecast, the Star Citizen Podcast. My name is John Abraham. I'm Jimmy Croker. You know, I'm all tingly. Just tingly, like a thousand butterflies are doing the Macarena on my spine. I see. And this you, is Versecast episode Do you know your 35. name? Do you know your name <laughs> yeah. yet? That, yeah. That's oh, my we, question. Oh, we're just going to call you Tingly for the rest of the episode? Hey, Tingly. <laughs> call me Tingly Macarena Boy. <laughs> Oh, if this was only the 90s. Mm. All right. Today is June 29th, 2945, Standard Earth Time. Uh, Ronald Jenkins, thank you, sir. Fall Drift, we're still using. I like that song. Do you guys like that song? Yeah, it's a cool track. Yeah. I, shout out to Hardpoint, who suggested that in an email uh, way back. Uh, I really do like that song. The more I listen to that album, the more I like it. And that album is Alphanumeric. Check it out at www.ronaldjenkins.com. Well, guys, summertime is here. A holiday is a coming. So we're going to take off next week for the July 4th holiday weekend. Uh, we'll be back on Tuesday and Wednesday, the 14th and 15th of July, 2945. So please, uh, all you guys with ships, be safe, be sane. I'm not sure what that means, but I've seen it written in so many places so many times since I was a wee fella. I think it's probably pretty good advice. Mm. So uh, before we get started, uh, Jimmy, I got a question for you. Yes. Okay. Slash and Izzy or Buckethead and Bumblefoot? Really? Do I do I even need to say an answer? Really? Okay, okay. Well, wait, 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 wait. Okay. So, if you could magically re-record everything post appetite, would that change your answer? Uh, that would be offensive and I would be angry if uh Axel actually did that. Post appetite. Post appetite. Oh. Post Huh? What do you mean? Rerecord everything post Appetite for Destruction with Slash and Izzy, with the original band. Hmm. Wow. We differ in this, my friend. Hmm. I'm very confused. What in the world are you talking about? Is this a Star Citizen right, podcast? Exactly. <laughs> the The original Guns N' Roses band is all the character and personality of Guns N' Roses. It should have never been disbanded. And that they should still be putting records out. They would be one of the greatest bands in rock and roll if Axel wasn't a lunatic. So I'm not sure what you're talking about, but that's my position. <laughs> Boy, those butterflies are dancing. <laughs> I'm all tingly. All right. Well, so well, Jimmy. So uh, what have you been up to this wait, week? Wait, wait, wait. What was the point of the question, though? I, I, I sir, would I would gladly re-record everything post Appetite with Bumblefoot and uh, Buckethead. Oh wow! Okay, now don't get me wrong. Bumble, uh, Buckethead, and Bumblefoot are very talented guitar players, but they're not mm-hmm. Slash and Izzy. Sorry. No, but you, you need a Slash and Izzy for Appetite. You just because yeah. I mean that's that's such a seminal album. You, you got to have that. But um, I I think that uh, Bumblefoot can pull off all of the really tasty stuff. I mean, it's different. It's got a different texture, but it's it's tasty. Yeah. And uh, and Buckethead is Buckethead. It's it's kind of like the difference between New York pizza and Chicago pizza. Yeah. Let's 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 go with that route. Sure. All right. Works Move. for me. Moving on to Star Citizen. <laughs> a weird tangent, Gleep. Thank you. I try hard. <laughs> so what have you been up to? Me? Jimmy? Yeah, you. Well, speaking of rock and roll, working, 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 and um, working. Mm-hmm. That's what I've been up to, and working. <laughs> All right. And John, you, sir, your life, how's it going? It's going pretty good. I uh I had a birthday I think last Saturday or something like what? that. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you. Did you just um, turn 21? Yes. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> um 
but my parents got me the box set of uh, Star Trek's Next Generation movies. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, so I had seen a few of them, but uh, I hadn't seen First Contact, so we watched that, and I thought it was great. First Contact, um, I think, is probably one of the best next-gen uh, movies. Yeah. Um, and then my dad looked up a list of, like what people consider the best Star Trek movies. And towards the bottom is Generations, which is one of my favorites. But I guess people don't like it that much. And then I think the very last one was like Star Trek Nemesis, which I also watched recently because it's in that set. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's that bad. I think it's pretty good. But yeah, I think they're all like, I mean, some of the, the early, like the original the original series movies are kind of hard to watch, I guess. Um, well, I thought like the, the Voyage Home was pretty campy. Yeah, it, it is. Well, um, yeah, because a lot of those, I mean, like they had cast members directing. Like, didn't uh, didn't William Shatner direct one and Leonard Nimoy directed yeah. one? Yeah, yeah. So you're necessarily going to get some variation in in feel, you know? Yeah, fair yeah, enough. But can you can you really dispute transparent aluminum? I mean. <laughs> Surely that will be a thing in the future. Dude, <laughs> hey. I, I have a Mac. I always talk to it. I say, computer, computer. And then I pick up the mouse and I talk into the mouse. Computer. Well, has, it, well, has it answered you yet? All the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, happy birthday, John. I, yeah, I wish man. I wish we would have known. Thank maybe, you. Maybe, you know, give us a heads up next time. We'll, we'll get you like, you know, like a, a nice, like, you know, Pez dispenser or or uh, you know a, a, a little fuzzy troll for the end of your pencil or something. That's why I don't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Smart man, wise beyond his years, mm-hmm. Jimmy. It's true. It's true. All right. Well, you know, I think it's uh, the last few weeks we've sort of been uh, bemoaning that there hasn't been a whole heck of a lot to talk about coming out of CIG, and boy, howdy, did they fix that. Oh, yeah, and and right quick, too. It seemed like Friday, just the news feed exploded with information. Yeah, yeah. So um, we should probably start off, I think, with the, the thing that is um, on a lot of people's minds. Uh, and that would be the letter from the chairman, uh, uh, which was also served as a Star Marine update. Um, so uh, I read it, and um, I liked it. I liked it. I, I thought that uh, it gave us um, enough information. Um, I'm not one of these people that feels like I'm owed, uh, or I'm, the CIG is obligated to tell me every little detail about every bug that isn't uh, hasn't been resolved yet. Um, I just think that if, if they occasionally... Uh, say, hey, we're still working on this and this is kind of what's going on. That's more than enough for me. So, um, and I, I, I definitely see people uh, who are arguing that they haven't been doing that lately. I see that argument because, and I think that it has to do with Chris being in the UK for the last two months working on um, uh, the uh, Squadron 42 uh, uh, soundstage shooting. So, well, um, I feel like we've sort of been in limbo since the last time they showed the FPS stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of this thing where they have to decide if they're going to release what they currently have, and it's they know it's going to be broken, and people are not going to be upset or not going to be happy about that, mm-hmm. or they wait. And mm-hmm. they've just been. I think they feel like they've they don't know what they're going to do. Right. Um, and I think it's been so long now that Chris is just like, let's make sure that it's it's great and then we'll release it. And he's just now decided that he's going to come out and say that. Well, and we we've we've talked about this in the past where I think, you know, they thought everything was going along smoothly. And then they then they hit technical issues towards the end of the build. Yeah. You know, and Chris mentions that in his letter. The thing is, they're they're all human. They're all people they all you know nothing goes according to plan you know there's always going to be you know a hitch in the giddy up here and there and i think that that's what ended up happening was that you know uh you know pointed out in our notes the legacy code you know didn't live up to expectations and they weren't really prepared for that right yeah that's why i never get upset when this stuff comes out because 
I've never felt like something was fishy, like something weird was going on. Yeah. yeah. Because they always end up delivering. Yeah, there might be delays, but it always comes out. Yeah. yeah. I, absolutely. It's I like I, I don't understand why people why anybody would think that there's something fishy going on. This is a normal development cycle. The only difference is it's more public than any other development cycle. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe people are just not used to um, such a transparent development cycle, you know. But yeah. I mean, the thing is, at this point, we're we're what two years in, three years. We're three years in, right? Yes, we're in the third year, I believe. We're not we're not three complete years in. Okay, we're in so the third. We're year. in the third year. Normally, a AAA title of this size takes anywhere between five to six years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and a, and a lot of those are being built off of an existing code base. You know, like the yeah. the the argument. Uh, I think that we've made before about GTA 5 taking five years or whatever it was after GTA 4. Uh, there was a lot of, there was not a whole lot new in GTA 5. Certainly the graphics were better, but um, I think that there was probably a lot of legacy code there that could be used. This is being built from the ground up for the most part. Yeah, they're, they've, um, they're actually creating new management tools or new, new development tools um, to work off of or on top of uh, CryEngine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know that I know sometimes we joke around that we're fanboys and to some extent, you know, we are. But I think that, like, the reality of the situation is that I, I, I expect this game to take five to six years. I expect it to be delayed. I expect there to be delays beyond this. You know, I don't think the game's going to come out in 2016. And I think that's OK. Yep, I agree. I agree. Um, so Chris, in his letter, went on. He talked about um, uh, that Squadron Forty Two shooting is almost over, uh, and uh, that it's gone very well. And that you know, I believe uh, my interpretation of what he said is this is just going to result in gameplay like we've not experienced before. And I so much want to have a game, a great game, not a good game. So I think I, I hear a lot of people saying, or I read uh, people saying, you know, it's like it doesn't have to be perfect. Just give us what you got, and it's like, no, give yeah. me, give me as close to perfect as you can get, because you may never, get, you may never get another opportunity to do that, and yeah. and this will be arguably um, uh, the first time that a triple A title like this has, assuming that we follow through with Chris's vision and he takes it to the completion as he sees it, uh, that we've received that vision of perfection instead of a compromise of good enough. Yeah. No, I agree. Cause I think one of the things, and John, I'm sure you'll agree because you're way more into gaming in general than I am. I think that that's been the consistent problem with, um, with, uh, with a lot of games is that they release it as good enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. Especially recently. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, I, I, I agree. Gleep. It's, it's not good enough. Wait, you know, do it, yeah. rele- release it when you're comfortable with it. I, I, I trust Chris's vision, and I put my money behind that vision. Yep. So I have to trust that they're going to have obstacles, they're going to overcome them, and they're going to put out a game that nobody has seen yet. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. really going to push boundaries. And yeah, wait, and everyone chill out. I agree. So um, uh, he he said that you know the holdup obviously has been technical and some gameplay issues too. Um, I think mm-hmm. the technical is the primary thing, and as you mentioned, the legacy code uh, that they were working with, the CryEngine legacy code, failed to live up to uh, the requirements that they have uh, for the system going forward. And that work is progressing on these new pieces, but it has and it will continue to take time to get that done. Uh, so some of the new stuff that we're getting uh, or that they they're developing to um, to make the system what it needs to be is um, uh, uh, something called a general instance manager, which I guess is going to ma- is going to manage all the game servers. Everything that makes up Star Citizen is going to be managed by this general instance manager, which is just, if you think about it, is just a, a huge um, um, responsibility for, for one central point to control all of that. Um, so obviously that's important. So you want to get that right. Uh, the new matchmaking system, boy, howdy, do we need one of those? I mean, because like yeah. John, you you were saying, you know, they they've learned from what they've done with Arena Commander. I mean, Arena Commander is great, and we've enjoyed it, and we've gone out and we've played it, and 
and it's broken. There are parts of it that are, that are pretty broken. Um, I mean, you can still have fun, go out in um, in uh, free flight, and you know, play around with your buildouts and what have you. And you know, you can get into uh, some uh, vandal swarms and do do what have you. But if you want to get together and play with your friends, which is is kind of what we want to do, you know, sort of the focus of what our group is about. Um, it's it's at times very difficult to do that. So that they're investing time in fixing this uh, now or redesigning, rebuilding this this uh, matchmaking system so that we don't experience the same problems in Star Marine that we have experienced in Arena Commander. Absolutely, absolutely yeah, and do that. They're, they're building a whole new system. You know, it's, it's okay. The other system either is not working up to our standards or it's just not working. Mm-hmm. So let's, re, you know, let's build this new, you know, uh, general instance manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it sounds like they're implementing a, like a party system that'll make sure that you're always with your friends. Right. And I yes. think it'll be persistent between games as well. Yeah. I mean, that, how cool is that? I mean, yeah. That's, that's very cool. And, and, and they're going to be, I think um, he says this later, but they're going to be pushing that stuff out into Arena Commander before the FPS update. Yes, yes. Um, I sort of finished up on the the third major thing that they were talking about is probably the thing the biggest culprit, which is the back end uh, networking stuff. Right. And uh, I think this we hear about it uh, in terms of folks talking about netcode, um, and on, you know, quite frankly, that goes way over my head. That's way beyond anything I understand. But uh, to be able to coordinate all of the tens and hundreds of thousands of players that want to play this game. Um, obviously, the infrastructure is a huge part of that. And assuming that Netcode has something to do with coordinating all of all of that, it would be hard to, to, to pick out a part of this uh, product that is going to be more important than that. So it's, it's get it done, get it done right, you know? Yeah, totally. And by the way, in between all of these bullet points, I'm going to go ahead and jump in and go, everybody chill out. <laughs> just chillax chillax y'all uh, I got really lost at this part I I was following it up until this point where it was like we download it to the server oh and yeah the google server stuff split yeah. it up Oof. and yeah I don't yeah well that well, sounds cool though that's <laughs> why you have network engineers you know <laughs> listen uh, we here at the verse cast don't claim to be game programmers and game designers Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. We yeah. are we are simple, simple Star Citizen fans, and we're just basically going through our day and enjoying what we see in the development cycle, and wish everyone would just chill out, <laughs> chillax, y'all. All right. Well, so um, anyway, they they're doing all of this because uh, they need to replace. Uh, systems that were seriously limiting uh, potential going forward and you see and you can see in that that's one of those one of those tipping points where if you had outside investors you know with some sort of a say they would say okay just put it out we've reached a point where we can't do everything we want and we all knew that so just put out good enough right now yeah totally And, and we're not doing that and i couldn't be happier well, I could be happier, I suppose. Yeah, we could be I, playing could, Star Marine, but I could you know. I could win the lottery. I could <laughs> I could I could lose five pounds. Um, I don't know. You could lottery lose, lottery you could would lose make 10 me pounds. happier. That's, I've talked to Mrs. Gleep about that. <laughs> All right, five pounds would be a start. True. All right, um, and but like you know, John was saying. I mean, we. Uh, you know, and I think an important point that gets lost a lot of times in these conversations is people talk about development resources like they're fungible. Like, you know, hey, why are they working on new concept ships when they haven't fixed uh, this the netcode back I, I love stuff? I, I love all the armchair programmers. Yeah. I mean, it's because, I mean, they're, they're two separate groups. You can't just like, you know, call over over to uh, concept ship design and say, hey, I need you to send three programmers down to netcode. Stat. <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't work that way. That's not the way that project, I mean, I've, I've, I've worked in project managed environments enough to know that that's just not the way that kind of stuff works. Um, I was actually really happy to hear that, what did he say, like 15% um, was being, was uh 
put on FPS stuff right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that was really cool too. That yeah, he basically said that that really it wasn't not all resources were dedicated to any one particular um, one development part one particular part of the development cycle, and that yeah, only fifteen percent um, have been dedicated to uh, uh, Star Marine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're working on other stuff, which makes me happy because it doesn't mean that all development has been halted because they're trying to get Star Marine out. Right. I mean, Chris even said, quote, I can't stress enough that two additional months spent on Star, Mar- Star Marine are not the same thing as two months of delay for Star Citizen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and but to our benefit um, in the near term, those other people that aren't working on the net code, the, the other, I guess, what are they, 85 percent? Some of them have been working on fixing some of the things in Arena Commander or fixing some of the things in matchmaking or what have you. And so uh, they are going to do an interim release, and I don't know what number is going to be, 1.2. or Where are we at now? We're, 1.2 is supposed to be Star Marine, so we must be 1.1 point something. We, we were at 1.1.1, weren't we? Or 1.1.0? 1.1.3, I think. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, we're going to get another, another iterative release um, at some point. Uh, here so that we can uh, experience some of the fixes that they've put into place. And that is going to take a little bit. So if people were going to complain about resources being misallocated, this would be when you would want to jump in and say, hey, you know, that's okay. Don't do this interim release. Keep those folks focused on getting us to 1.2. But, you know, but Chris, here's what, you know, here's the interwebs and he hears what folks are saying. So it's like, hey, we're going to do this little sidetrack. We're going to allocate the resources necessary to get the fixes, to get some of the fixes that we have been able to uh, achieve and get those out to you so that your gameplay experience here and now can be better. Well, it kind of makes me feel like maybe he doesn't think that FP, uh, Star Marine is going to be ready for a while, like six to eight months maybe. Could be. Could be. Um, Never know. But the fact that development has gone on in other departments makes me feel like if the only issue right now is mostly netcode, that maybe, you know, Social Module and um, Arena Commander 2.0 is going to follow closely after Star Marine. Right. Right, because mm-hmm. like you said, that you know everything else is not is not coming to a standstill because they're working on Star Marine. Yeah. Well, and if I remember correctly, and I'm paraphrasing, <clears throat> but if I if I remember correctly, in Chris's uh, letter, um, he does he does say that like you know we're not we're not boned we're not at a point where we can't fix it like the issues are being fixed they're being corrected and they are moving forward even with the serious the netcode issues with Star Marine so. You know, it's not like there is no way out. It's not like they're just like, well, we're kind of we're kind of stuffed, and we're just going to have to release what we can release, and now we're going to have to dial down the expectation of the game. No, no, and you know, and Chris Roberts is 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 the is the visionary. You don't want him managing expectations. I mean, that that should be somebody else's job. Now, and I've I've heard it argued that while he was over in the UK, somebody else should have been uh, put in charge of doing that. I don't know. I I can I can see that either way. Um, but, uh, you know, you want him there doing the creative stuff because that's what's going to going to bring us the experience that we signed on for. Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, it's safe to say all three of us are on the same page. And, and to, to sum up, it's, you know, the delay is, is, is a bummer, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily a bad thing. It just, it is what it is. You know? Yeah, it's for the best. And yeah, it's, it's, it's recognizing problems. It's not putting out subpar content. Um, it's continuing to move forward with the best possible product. And if that means it's got to be delayed, then so be it. Everybody chill out. Yep. I think we're, we're all on the same page. Uh, Buckethead and Bumblefoot. Yep. Slash and Izzy. Iggy. Izzy. Izzy. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm thinking of my Italian greyhounds. They're Iggy's. Oh, there you go. All right. Well, I, I don't think we need to, uh, uh, to beat this, uh, this uh, dead gray horse uh, i'm sorry a what horse well who? Gray, gray horse you it's know just like, a, it's what, just a dead what? horse don't be the dead horse it doesn't have colors well it does after a while and they aren't pretty <laughs> okay fair enough all right but i i i think we've we've covered this do you guys yeah and 
Just okay. and real briefly, I do think that once they get over these challenges, we are going to see a snowball effect. I do think that we're going to start to see a lot more content pushed out a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, once they get over whatever you know whatever these challenges are that they've got to get past, uh, everything else that they're working on will start to come to light quicker. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. Well, you know what, guys, we had a concept sale launch last Friday. And I've got an announcement to make. Uh, did you, you buy bought it? one because it starts with a G? It does. And I've launched a new enterprise. You can check the show notes there. <laughs> oh, oh man! No. Did you get Did you get rid of your um, your your star G? No, no, <laughs> no. But I. That's pre- him. That's I, his his heart and soul. You yeah. can't get rid of that. I got rid of everything else. No. Oh man. All right. So no! what? So what? Not what's in not what's in your hangar. What ships do you have now? Uh, what ships do I have now? I I I, I of course I I, I hyperbolize. Um, I did not get rid of my Avenger because the Avenger is unmeltable. It's from Space Santa, mm-hmm. and I did not get rid of the two ships that I have pledged to the Org Hangar because I've pledged them to the Org Hangar. Uh, but I did get rid of my Reliant. Um, I got wow. rid of, I got rid of my Redeemer. I melted my Retaliator, and I said, "Bye bye, Mister Vanguard." Wow! And I picked up two. Yes, two. What? What? Genesis Starlight. Oh! Wow! <laughs> what are you going to uh, do with them? Is, wait, let me guess. One's a luxury, and one is a commuter. Um, one is going to be uh, essentially what I had the Redeemer for, uh, which was troop transport. Oh, okay. So it's going, Mil- it's the military be, variant. Right. So that's going to be what I'm going to um, going to ferry uh, uh, you guys around uh, um, doing Star Marine type stuff okay. uh, in that. And then the other one, I don't. I'm not sure. Uh, I want to try. I want to try it in its um, uh, you know sort of Flossed in Paradise uh, configuration. Uh, but then I also, uh, there are, are other variants that I think might, uh, be, uh, worth a look, but, um, I think that it's going to be a, a, a very good ship for making money. Um, and so I, I, I like that idea and it's also going to be a, an excellent support ship, uh, in the, in the troop, uh, in the troop variant, the troop transport variant. So, okay. Lost so. in paradise is the thing from, uh. The fifth element, right? That is correct. Yeah, I don't know yeah. the name of the ship, but I just call it the Flossed in Paradise. But it's yeah. you know, it's the um, you know uh, Steve Dallas Multipass. <laughs> yeah, but. I think this thing, this ship is awesome. Yeah, it has. It's like if, oh my gosh, I clicked on the page and it's doing the. Uh, <laughs> I know the audio. I love that. I, the page was so cool, but the ship itself is like something that was designed in the '60s, as like a a, a Starliner designed in the '60s. Mm-hmm. I just love the design. Yeah, I think I think it's very very cool. Um, so, um, and what they had to say about it is whether it's the centerpiece of a private space line or part of a larger system of passenger transports, the Genesis can be used for a variety of support roles. Potential owners and operators can rest easy. The Starliner is a ship designed to pay for itself. I like that. Um, The Starliner philosophy. We want Star Citizen to be a living, breathing world, which means spending resources, building out, and building up ships that would exist for people in in a real world who aren't combatants or adventurers. And I really like that aspect of it i mean of course flying the the troop variant especially like um you know like when we go operation pitchfork you know certainly that's going to be flying into danger but um there's also um there's the other side of the game which i we've never really talked about which is like you know sort of the the peacetime you know the day-to-day the day-to-day stuff, you know, the um, uh, like if you were playing some other MMO, maybe you're a farmer or maybe you're um, a, a rancher or, you know, uh, I think the mining the mining sort of touches on that a little bit, uh, like with the Orion. But that that is a little bit more adventuresome in that you're probably going to be out in, um, in uh, uh, open space where, you know, it's not where you're going to be uh, potentially exposed to uh, pirates and other, uh, other nasties. Um, with this ship, you're going to be able to make a living just flying through, 
you know, the, the safe areas of space, you know, between the different landing zones. So I think that that's, uh, that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, they said, our job with the Starliner was to make passenger travel in the verse be both fun and necessary. Then to build out a ship worthy of that system. Designers have spent a lot of time working on the realism. Everything from safety features to a plan for how to make passenger travel fun, all while making it interesting and rewarding for those who choose to fly the Genesis. And we'll talk about the, uh, there was a uh, profession design doc that came out along with, and we're going to discuss that in the community uh, podcast portion of the show just because um, I, I wanted to talk about it in the context of what of some of the things that we can do as a group so um, and because there's just so much other stuff to talk about in this show um, the potential variants they mentioned there is the essential model which focuses more on bulk cargo and less on crew and passenger comfort uh, the luxury model typically carries fewer passengers but with additional amenities including lounges food options personal quarters uh, the base frame is pre is frequently used by professional racing teams, which you know I thought was kind of interesting. Who modify the interior to store and repair small racing ships like the M50, along with all of their support equipment. So you think about you see on the road, you know, like uh, you know musical acts or you know any kind of traveling entertainment um, uh, group. Uh, they're in those you know large buses, often caravans of those large buses. This is this is the equivalent in space for that. So you know, there. Who, who's to say that we we couldn't have you know touring you know mega groups like Guns and Roses uh, <laughs> traveling through space? I mean, Axel would require this ship. He would require this ship, but he'd he, still show up late to cut to shows. At least three hours. At least. <laughs> Jefferson Starliner. Ooh, no, 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 no. You take that. What? Back. Take that. What? Back. Take that back. Great, well, great, great slick, boo, boo, did, boo. Didn't um, Jefferson Airplane turn into Jefferson Starship, like in yeah. the 80s? Yeah, stop, stop, stop. No, no, la, 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 la. <laughs> I grew up in the Bay Area. If I have to hear we built this city one more time, I'll kill myself. They were in the Star Wars Christmas special. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> yeah. That thing is painful to watch. Mm -hmm. It is. The UEE military also modifies the standard Genesis space frame for a number of different roles, including troop transport. Yay, guys mm. with ships. Um, a patrol hunter killer. I'm not sure exactly what that does. Um, there's an SWAX con uh, command and control platform. That's pretty cool. So, like, you know, you can be, uh, what is it, um, uh, uh, Major or Colonel Akbar, you know? So I can, I can show up late and say, it's a trap. It's a trap. That you, see, you, do, you do that much better. You do much that better. very well. That's very good. <laughs> nice. I could almost see like those little dangly things coming off your chin. Ew. <laughs> he uh, he voices uh, some of the uh, like the over the whatever the dialogue that's coming in your radio in the new Battlefront. Oh so, really? Yeah. <laughs> in wow. one of the co-op missions they showed, he's like, "We're sending in a drop pod." <laughs> <laughs> I think we have, I think we have a new voice for the show. I, dude, you need to get into voiceover work. You and Eddie It'd Murphy. Be fun. Yeah. Okay, and of course, Imperator One, a highly customized Genesis Starliner with added security and luxury features, is used to to ferry the sitting Imperator, 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 when he and or she travels off world. Fancy, fancy. I didn't even mm. know we had an Imperator. I guess that's some like some sort of royalty, universe royalty or something. Who so, knew? The leader of the uh, UEE. Really? Sure. Probably. They should they should make a podcast where they talk about all of the lore and the stories and. Yeah, you know. that would be really good. They do. What? Oh, yeah. Wow! <laughs> I should listen to that. Jasper Brownrigg. My homeboy Jasper, <laughs> Star Citizen short stories, man. On it's an awesome podcast. All right, well there you go, Jasper. There's a little plug for you. I love me some Jasper. Oh, who doesn't? Mm -hmm. All right, so um, that is um, that is why I got two of them. Uh, because I know I want one as a troop transport. And, you know, this is something we probably, and we may have mentioned it before, but I, I don't remember if we did. Um, 
you know, when you have a variant, like you have a cut list or something, and you have a variant of it, how quickly are you going to be able to swap to a different uh, version of the ship? I think we talked about that, you know, maybe it was in conjunction with how long would it take to have a ship replaced uh, if it was, if you had to go, you know, to your insurance, you know, if it was destroyed and you had to wait for insurance to replace it. Um, so I'm guessing it, it could probably be, you know, space days, space months, you know, even weeks, months, uh, depending upon the size of the ship. I mean, I guess my point being is that I couldn't pull my troop transport into uh, the uh, pay and spray and, you know, drive out uh, five minutes later with um, the luxury variant. That's, that's yeah. probably not going to happen. I'd also imagine with, with how deep they're planning to allow for customization, um, that it's going to be a bit of a pain if, you, if you've got a fully kitted out military variant of the Genesis, it's going to be a real pain in the butt to rip all of that out and turn that into a civilian, uh, a civilian based uh, Genesis mm-hmm. where, you know, it does it does make sense. I mean, if this if this ship is your jam and I knew when I when they released it, and I started reading through it. I was like, yeah, Gleep's going to love this ship. <laughs> um you know, it, it's it, it would make sense, especially for a ship that size. It's a big ship. The bigger ships are going to have more components in them, and I would imagine that you're going to have those components dialed in to certain settings. Like if you want to overclock the engines, or um, you know, underclock the weapons, or you get all that stuff dialed in right to where you want it. Now you're going to rip all that out, restore everything to factory defaults, and and rebuild the ship. Now that's going to be a pain. No, yeah, I, I don't. Um, I think that it's. I think that I'm easily going to find use for two at the same time. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried about that at all. And if you look at the on, on the um, the uh, introduction page down under where it lists the potential variants, there is a an image where they show different skins for the ship, and uh, so and it doesn't stay here specifically, but I'm guessing that there are going to be roles available for the ship itself. I mean, apart from the uh, civilian transport, which we will discuss later, uh, to do with the UEE. Um, you know, you could uh, be doing some work like they have Arc Corp listed here. Uh, 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 Kovalex, which uh, is the transport company that uh, was uh, featured um, this week uh, on the website where they talked about... Um, uh, I, I, when I read it, I thought about you, Jimmy. The, the, I guess the woman that started it was a smuggler to start, and she... Uh, uh, managed over a, ser- a period of time to go legit and form this huge mega corporation. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, um, and you know uh, the UE Navy, the UE Army. So I think that it's going to be a very versatile ship. Um, so I think in addition to troop transport, I'm going to find something else to do with the other one uh, that will be um, uh, just as satisfying. Well, yeah, and we'll get into it in the next show. But I think that the the design doc on um, on transport um, was great. Um, it, it's very much, it reminds me kind of in a way of like the Sims mm-hmm. on, on a plane, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. which I think is really clever. And I think that'll be a fun thing to do because people, you know, a lot of people are into that, that game and to take that kind of an element and transport it into, um, you know, into something, something like this, where it's basically small, short, short bursts of passengers coming on board and doing a Sims type situation through the flight mm-hmm. and then they deep they depart and then it's the whole thing starts over again as a fun quick gameplay that um is immersive and and constantly changing yeah i'm i'm hoping that we're going to be able to complete missions uh the civilian transport missions in a couple of hours because that's usually yeah. about the window of time i have available to game um, I did post um let me count uh forty eight questions to the q and a forum so um, I, I, <laughs> wow. I had many, many concerns. So clearly uh, we'll see uh, if, if they answer any of those uh, on Wednesday or Friday, because that's when they're going to post the, uh, the Q and a um, stuff. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's very cool. Um, and we'll talk about that more or we'll talk about the uh, profession uh, design doc in the next show. Isn't um, this ship manufactured by a new company. It is. Yes, it is. Genesis, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was interesting that they just kind of threw that out there. I love the design. I love the design of this ship for the same reason I love Aegis and um, Misk. Mm-hmm. It's because it's got the, 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 the curves, but it still, you know, looks, you know, tough. You know, it's a it's it's sort of it's just a badass looking ship, but you know, it's got its smooth, gentle side too. Yeah. 
Kind of looks like um, it looks a little bit like a really, 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 really big uh, gladius, you know. Y- yes. Maybe. Yeah. No, it's got it's got no. great it's got great lines, you know. Um, and it's <laughs> no, she's got um, a great personality. You guys are going to get along famously. <laughs> I saw a comparison of a top-down view uh, of this between the um, the merchantman. Mm-hmm. I think, um, and it looks almost identical um, from the top-down view. Um, I think it was actually a concept of the merchantman. Well, um, how long is your guy's constellation? That's a good I question. don't have one anymore. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. You had you had to remind me. <laughs> it's um, I, I'm I'm pulling it up right now, but basically, it's just a little. It's it's a little bit shorter. Um, it's not nearly as wide, um, but it's a little bit shorter than um, than the Genesis. Isn't it like twenty meters? Uh, I could have sworn Gen- I looked it up. Just the to... Genesis is eighty-five meters long. Yeah. Um, and it holds it holds um four hundred and three cargo units SCU. So it's uh, it holds I think a little bit more than the hull B. Yeah, the Andromeda's uh sixty-one meters long. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. When they say that it can hold that many cargo units, does that just mean that's what the current like base variant can hold? Who knows? Because you would think if you pulled like everything out of there, it just gutted it. It could hold like a ton more. I believe that's the case. Yeah. Well, they they are saying that there's going to be a um, a cargo variant of the ship that will be available as well. Yeah. But in comparing it to the constellation, uh, constellation's length is sixty one point ten meters. The Genesis is 85. The real big differences, though, or the real big difference is the beam. Uh, the Constellation is only uh, 26.6 meters. The beam on the Genesis is 90. So that's a big difference. And then height's not that really that much more. Um, it's 13.4 meters high on the Andromeda and 16 high on the Genesis. So the Genesis is, is a much, obviously, and it makes sense, is a much, much wider ship. Mm-hmm. Um, than uh, than the Andromeda, um, and you know, and obviously they serve two completely different purposes. Um, one of the things that I like in going going back to my Andromeda is the fact that it it is a smaller beam, it is a lower profile, it is easier to get for, you know get around quietly, so to speak. Um, the Genesis is going to have a huge cast a huge shadow um, mm-hmm. on radar when it's flying. Mm-hmm. My ships are girthy. <laughs> so anyway, I've launched a new Enterprise, guys. Star G lines, because when you take that bus, you get there. That's a great tagline, because <laughs> it makes no sense whatsoever. Thank <laughs> yeah, you. exactly. Thank you, and and there will be a prize for the first person that gets that reference. Ooh, now I have to Google it. Oh boy, you can't you can't do that. <laughs> and when I say prize, I just mean I'll say thank you, uh-huh. <laughs> because we don't do prizes here. We don't do per- we don't do post production. We don't do prizes. <laughs> <laughs> Those go hand in hand, right? Yeah, yeah they exactly. really, really do. <laughs> what did you guys think of the the actual like the intro to the whole um, concept sale, like the actual information, the stuff on top, um, like the 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 you know the guy getting on the plane and getting the ticket and stuff. Oh, I thought it was great. It was great. Um, a great way to kind of pull you into the concept of the ship. Um. You know, another thing that I really liked is they've been working on um, system, and but what I mean by system is uh, solar system, uh, solar system lore for a really long time now. You know, different planets, different solar systems um, that you can travel to, and I like that you're they're actually able to highlight that now with the Starliner, with the Genesis, that they have it front and center. You know, four or five different places that you can go to in that little mini game, and it's mm-hmm. nice to see that that. Now I think I like to think that people that aren't that into lore might actually start to dig in a little bit more and click on those links and read about those systems and find out a little bit more about not the mechanics of the game but the lore of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you know. They've been doing that Meridian Transit um, thing on around the verse for the last. Um, God, this website keeps talking to me. Um, <laughs> yeah. For uh, for the last several episodes, and I always thought, you know, in that the logo they had the ship on the top. I thought, oh, that's a Gladius. That's how interesting. A Gladius, you know, come Gladius your way to Hawaii. You know, it's like, well, that makes no sense. It's a single seater. Mm-hmm. 
But it's not a Gladius. Nope. It's it's a Star G liner. It's a good looking <laughs> ship. Um both both inside and out. Um and you can what's funny too is you can really see the modularity system that they're working with in play in that ship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, um, all right. Well, fantastic. Um, uh, we will discuss that a little bit more later. Um, but we do have other things to get to, um, including reverse the verse. We've got um, we've got uh, happy news. We've got sad news. That's um, true. Yeah. Uh, the happy news was that we got a, a, a visit with from Aaron Roberts. I guess uh, all the uh, the big uh, the big uh, cheeses are in town for some sort of a meeting. Um, and Aaron was there and answered some questions. That was uh, pretty cool. He talked about Squadron 42. Uh, he did mention that the um, the Genesis Starliner is not going to play. <laughs> he didn't even know what the Genesis Starliner was, so that goes to, goes to show <laughs> you that. so uh, many different things happening there. How not in in Squadron 42 that ship is. Uh, he did say that it, w- it will have VR support, so folks that are looking to get the Oculus, I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, uh, then the, uh, the the fellow that was on uh, around the verse, uh, Randy Vasquez, came in and was talking about the G liner a little bit. Uh, someone suggested a casino variant. He thought that that would be uh, kind of interesting. Uh, he did he did reiterate that the, the ship is going to be very very modular, so uh, the potential for different uh, sort of a build it your own thing is there. Um, it's it's a VTOL ship, which um, uh, they made a point of pointing out, um, which I thought, oh, that's really cool because VTOL is cool. Uh, but then um, aren't all of our ships VTOL? And that made me think about the um, uh, the Vanguard uh, because like there's the Vanguard, uh, the Avenger. Um, I'm trying to think of all the, the ships that have actual wheels on them instead of just landing pads. And so are some of those ships going to necessarily have to land like aircraft? Do we know that? Well, if you look at the Starliner, it's got those um, rotating fan blades in the wings. So I'd imagine that that allows for a uh, vertical takeoff. Well, yeah, that's what VTOL, vertical takeoff uh, and landing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right. Okay, yeah. Um, I was so, thinking of the wheels. Yeah, yeah, but it's got, yeah, it's got like pads, sort of elephantine pads. Yeah, it doesn't make that noise when it lands, though, I'm pretty sure. I should hope not. Okay. Um, Don't we the, lo- the 300 series have wheels. They do, and that yeah, would be do. a perfect a perfect ship for landing like an airplane. You know. Uh-huh. Um, um, we also, I thought the most interesting thing we learned was that Vandal children eat human children for fun. This is not surprising. Oh. No, not at all. Um, Zane was there. Remember Zane? I think we saw him at one of the pack shows. Um, and I don't remember if we've seen him since, but he's the guy, uh, with the sort of the scraggly beard that like, you know, it's kind of like CIG's Wilford Brimley, you know, just everything that comes out of his mouth is just wisdom. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of insane. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I see what you did there. All right, and um, and Travis was there, uh, Travis uh, Day, and uh, I did not know that he and Chelsea uh, from customer support or customer service were were married or are married. Um, that was a little bit of news, but uh, Travis showed up and somebody delivered a fruit basket, and that caused Travis and Chelsea to quit CIG. <laughs> <laughs> I hate fruit. Yeah, it was horrible. So we're losing Travis Day, which really, really makes me sad. I'm happy for him, yeah. I guess, because he's going on to Blizzard, which um, I guess if you're in that world, that's kind of like you know getting the call to you know to the Yankees or something. My uh, my brother-in-law is a producer over at uh, Blizzard, and oh, okay. um, yeah, I I was out to dinner with him last night, and I had asked him about you know I'm like you know do do you know Travis Day is you know he's coming over. And uh, he's like, no, never heard of him. He's like, oh, that's interesting. I'll, I'll, you know, keep an ear out. But the thing is, from from what I've seen or what what I've heard about the industry in general, everybody wants to work at Blizzard. Like Blizzard Mm -hmm. is the place to work. They really take care of their staff. Um, You know, if you get in there, a lot of times, a lot of times people will get in there at an entry level. They'll work for a little while and they'll leave to move up with Mm -hmm. the with the intent of going back. Right. So, yeah. you know, it's it's really it's my understanding is it's a real, really great place to work. And, you know, yeah, if he's if that's where he's always wanted to go, then it makes sense that he'd, he'd go when the opportunity presented itself. Yeah. Well, best of luck to you, Travis. I'm, I've really enjoyed listening to him on all of the different uh, subscriber content stuff. 
um, that they put out every week. Uh, I think he's a, he's a he's a, he seems like a straight shooter. Yeah, know? yeah, and he, he I, I'm curious because I mean he seemed like a bus driver, so I'm wondering who's going to fill those shoes. Well, that's interesting. Um, uh, we in ten for the producers, which came out a week ago. Uh, it was Travis and um, three name guy Eric Chiron Davis. Um, okay. And uh, if you haven't had a chance to uh, listen to that, uh, it's it's worth listening to. I had seen Eric interviewed on uh, James Pugh's show, and I really didn't care. I I was like, who is this guy? I mean, because he seemed he seemed pretty um, pretty. Uh, I don't. Want, I'm not trying to be like you know, uh, you know, disparaging or anything, but he seemed kind of vapid. Um, but, uh, in the, in the show with Travis, he was like, obviously he knows what he's doing. And, uh, one of his strong points is scheduling. So, um, I don't think that, you know, having somebody that is, is real strong in the, uh, in the area of scheduling projects, having that person on board is probably a really good thing. Right. So all well, he I, really needs to know how to do is say, don't say when this is going to come out. <laughs> yeah, that's all you've got. One thing that everybody at CIG just, you know, has to has has probably scrolled on their desk. Don't give release dates. Soon TM. Uh-huh. Yeah. And and to be fair, I mean, you know, sometimes like like you're saying, you know, not to try not sounding disparaging, but that it seemed kind of uh, uh vapid. And the thing is to be fair, not everybody is good on camera. You know what I mean? It's 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 not a strong point for most people. Yeah, um yeah. so he Absolutely. just might not have come across well on camera and I'm sure he's, you know, solid and uh you know, I'm sure we'll hear more from him with uh with Travis de- stepping down. You think Darian will be um cuz Darian seems pretty involved too. Yeah, you know, I I wonder. I wonder um because you know, I'm not even really sure what Travis did specifically. I mean, did I mean, we know that he got shipped off to Austin and we were speculating at the time that it was to crack the whip around the FPS module. Yeah. Well, it's all um, scheduling. I mean, that's all really all producers do is scheduling, you know what I mean? And making sure that everyone's on point and making sure everybody's on time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and you know, the, the, my understanding is that, you know, if you're a senior producer, you've got responsibility or dominion over multiple departments. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would imagine that, you know, as a, cause he was a senior content producer, right? Yes. Yeah, so as yeah. a yeah, as a senior content producer, you know, he was responsible for multiple offices and multiple schedules and making sure that everyone was on time and I would imagine he, now now that we have a little bit more insight into what's going on over at CIG with um with the problems of Star Marine, I would imagine it's very possible that they hit that roadblock and he went out there to kind of assist and see what was going on and try and figure out a way forward. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, hopefully whoever it is that ends up stepping in for him um, is going to be um, as effective or more. So Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, uh, and we'll miss him. So, um, you know, it's, God, you, you think about all the, all the folks that have kind of come through and we're still in, in this early stage. All, all I have to say is I cannot wait for the next Blizzard family get-together thing because mm-hmm. I will be side-eyeing for Travis hard. <laughs> nice. You know, and I'll see him and be like, oh, Travis, hey, how are you liking Blizzard? Yeah, great. So tell me all the things about Star Citizen. <laughs> tell me now. To which I'm sure he'll respond, everything's great and everything's shiny. Yeah, that's right. Because it is. <laughs> Just yeah. don't bring him a fruit basket. It makes him really angry. Clearly. <laughs> I hope he speeds up the release of Overwatch because I want that game so bad. Wouldn't that be interesting if, if that's uh, where he or where he was going or what he was going to do? That'd be great. It's very possible. All right. Um, and of course, before reverse the verse, we got around the verse, and uh, the uh, the guys over there in the UK have uh, continued the annoying tradition of pronouncing it Idris. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, tomato, tomato, right? Yeah, I don't know. Um, ship shape. We got some uh, cool interior layout uh, stuff on the Genesis, and this was, of course, was before the uh, release of the concept sale. Um, it was very, very high level, um, but it was uh, it was interesting. And then uh, we got a Genesis deep dive with uh, Randy Vasquez, as we mentioned a little bit uh, earlier, and it was an interior layout sort of medium level view. Um, there was some real exciting content. Uh, the presentation, of course, it was, I don't know what you call that, but it was the, you know, where everything was boxes and stuff for the most part. 
Um, and it was interesting that the uh, the inspiration he mentioned that the inspiration for the the version that went on sale uh, was the uh, the Fifth Element Floston Paradise ship. Um, so um, I'm ordering mine with a a little action a ruby rod action figure. Nice ruby rod action figure. <laughs> yeah. John, have you seen the Fifth Element, John? <laughs> yes, actually. I watched it a few months ago, and then I rewatched it like a couple weeks ago. It's a great movie. I love it. Super I'm, uh, green. I'm 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 kind of overdue green. for watching it again. It's been a, it's been a couple of years. It's there are parts that are kind of cheesy, but it's just a really fun like sci-fi movie. Yeah, totally. I like. I really love the universe, and I think um, the guy that created it um, wants to do more. But it just hasn't happened. I wish. I wish that was like a franchise that there was. It was a whole series, but it's just that one movie. Yeah. Give me the cash. Give me the cash. Steve Dallas multipass. All right. Yeah. Yes. You've. I think. Yeah. Done well. Yes. I've seen it a lot. <laughs> um, Jimmy, did you have anything else uh, from uh, Reverse or around the verse that you wanted to bring up? A um, couple of little things. Um, if you watch um, uh, Witch Glitch, which I know you know it's, it's, <laughs> it's fun and it's silly, and they you know they always point out you know the goofy the goofy glitches that they find, but you actually get to see some insight into Star Marine, including zero G, Seda Ball, and personal holograms. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I was kind of surprised. Like you know you don't. You know, you, you when you see that type of stuff, and it's like it, it, there, it, it's kind of a little um, like under the radar sneak peek, if you will, um, mm-hmm. of that of those those uh, different elements of the game. So that's definitely worth checking out. Uh, I was going to ask about uh, I was going to ask you, Gleep, about the Retaliator work, uh, the work that they're doing on that being flight ready, but you don't care anymore. I care no longer. Mm-hmm. It is nothing to me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then the only other thing that I thought was really noteworthy was Sandy was back, and uh, there's three weeks of shooting left. But I love that Ben was like, uh, you know, or Sandy had mentioned that it was a lot of fun working uh, working alongside great actors. Mm-hmm. So I'm very curious, very curious as to see who those great actors are. Mark Hamill. Totally Mark Hamill. Totally Mark Hamill. I th- I think that uh, that Axel with Buckethead and uh, Bumblefoot are going to be doing the soundtrack. It's blasphemy, sir. Blasphemy. <laughs> Embrace the bucket. No, I I, I, I dig them, but no, it's not Guns not and Roses. Not, not Guns and Roses. Wouldn't be prudent. Nope. All right, um, and we mentioned um, uh, in ten for the producers, we uh, we met Mr. Chiron uh, Davis, and uh, we're looking forward to him uh, picking up uh, if that's going to be his role, picking up where Travis has left off. So, all right, well, guys, uh, do we have well, and what's coming up? We I guess we're kind of expecting a release of of one point two light. I don't know one point one seven five. I don't I don't know what what are we going to call this? Um, well, they're they're just kind of talking about it, aren't they? Didn't isn't isn't it kind of like they're trying to figure out if they're going to release um, some stuff um, related to Arena Commander uh, in, in lieu of the postponement of Star Star Marine? Um, or is I, it for sure? I thought. Uh, according to what Chris said, that they were going to do that, it was going to take some work. Um, but I am ready to stand corrected. No, we'll it see. sounded pretty solid to me. Yeah. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Uh, what's next? Mm. Oh, there are a lot of words here, and they're all blue on a black background, which is well, makes, makes we'll my say, eyes hurt. We'll say soon, TM. Soon TM. Yeah, yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, totally. It's worked so well in other places. All right. Well, um, guys, um, I... Oh, I know what's coming up. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I was hoping someone would pick that up. Um, <laughs> we are planning a Planetside 2 Zerg on July 11th Ooh. at, I believe, 7 o'clock Eastern time. No. Dang, I forget. I forgot what time it is, but it's on the forums. Planetside Two Zerg. Um, 
July 11th. And if you guys have played Planetside, or even if you haven't, you should go download it and just join us for some fun times conquering the planet side. At, at this point, I'm like probably going to download Planetside. If you sh- yeah. Yes. Like, even if you're just going to play it this one time, like, I feel like we're going to have fun. So, yeah. um, nice. Anybody that's interested. You should come out. And I will look up the time and tell you in the next show so that you know for sure what time. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's got all that stuff that, you know, we're looking for, or it's got a lot of the same stuff, you know, conceptually that we're looking forward to in Star Citizen. It's got FPS. It's got uh, ships. It's got craft, you know, uh, vehicles, you know, and it's got... It's got a few guns too, you know. Yes. I'm really, uh, I'm really curious about uh, being, um, I guess, what an engineer on uh, on Ace's ship. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know too much about the mechanic, but I'm, I'm really, cu- he really piqued my interest last week uh, on the uh, community show when he was talking about uh, the the role that he really seems to like as far as piloting the uh, the the ship. It's very, very simple. All you do is you just take out your engineering gun and point it at the ship and pull the trigger. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's 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 got none of the uh, complexity that uh, we are anticipating with some of the you know like the mining system in gotcha. Star Citizen. It's it's pretty turnkey. <laughs> okay, well, still that's it true. Sounds like something to be interesting to to mess with. Well, it's, it's, it's still fun. yeah, I think it, it's still fun for a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. But it is kind of funny how Ace expects four people to jump in the back of his uh, Valkyrie. Valkyrie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And just sit there and hold a button for so long. <laughs> but it's fun. You get, like, assists from kills, and you get to see, like, the action going on below. And, like, you have to keep an eye on um, your gun overheating so that it doesn't have to refresh for so long and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And unlike Star Citizen, when you die, it means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> absolutely nothing. All right. Well, then, um, I that wasn't what I was uh, expecting you to go for there, John. So I'm just going to just going to charge right ahead here and say support Engine. They power our website. Go to engine.com for all your site hosting needs. Yeah, I got I got nothing. Okay. Well, we still got Ronald Jenkins, and that's something. <laughs> He's at RonaldJenkins.com. Go check him out. I am Star Genesis, and I can be found. Oh, on the Twitter God. machine. No, that, yeah, I no. will not accept this. That's, no. <laughs> you know your name. Oh, we once settled go, go, this. go put a poll up or something. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to... You, know. uh, you can tweet me at House Gleep. Um, you can email me at gleep at versecast.org. Jimmy, where can the fine folks find you? Well, Mr. Gleep, I am most vocal on the Twitter machine. Uh, you can find me at Jimmy Croker. Uh, and then uh, if you head over to Steam or the official RSI site or versecast.org, you can find me under my handle, which is Jackson, J-A-X-S-U-N. And then, uh, yeah, by all means, please email me at uh, Jimmy at versecast.org. Cool. Where did this term Twitter machine come from? I don't know. It's a fun thing to say. I'll make it up myself. Is it is it an, an original Star Gleep? You know what? I guess I, I have to come clean. No, it isn't. I stole it way, 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 way back in the beginnings of Twitter from the Don and Mike show on AM radio. Oh. I don't know if, if either of you guys are aware of Don Geronimo and Mike O'Mara. No. Yeah. They used to call it the Twitter machine. So. <laughs> and what Don used to say is, if you steal from me, you've stolen at least twice. So I'm... Happy to be keeping up that tradition. What does that mean? What? Hmm? What? Where? When? Who? What? 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 All right, <laughs> let's put a puppy on. Let's put a, let's put a puppy on this bow and call it a day. Okay. And yes, I said put a puppy on this bow. <laughs> you can find me everywhere at the only John Toe. You can email me at john at versecast.org. You can email the show at comms at versecast the versecast.org. Um. You can find us on Twitter at Versecast. Uh, make sure to use the hashtag TGWS and search for the hashtag TGWS so that you can find all those guys with ships on the Twitter machine. Mm-hmm. Um, head over to robertspaceindustries.com slash orgs slash Versecast to join our organization because we would love to have you and we need you 
to pilot no we need people to fill all the seats in gleep's new genesis that's true that's what they're called yeah you need at least Um, 40 people (laughs) yeah at least uh head over to versecast.org we have forums and mumble server we got a bunch of people playing arc right now which is (laughs) the only game that those guys with ships seem to play anymore um but when fps drops there are going to be a ton of people on oh yeah um so yeah head over there don't be intimidated by the dinosaur people we still play star citizen Uh, most of them don't bite the dinosaurs all bite pretty much well most of the the dinosaur people don't bite oh no yeah they're they're usually pretty nice and they've all had their shots it's a requirement for joining the org I don't. It's not a requirement for no, joining the order. No, it's not. You don't have to. Have it. <laughs> uh, review us on iTunes. Search for Versecast, and if you leave a review, not in the region of North America, please shoot us a message so that we know and that we can read it on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, because they like to split it up like that. Because uh, Apple is so nice to us podcasters. Mm-hmm. It's so handy how when you put a podcast on iTunes, you have no control over it after that. It's great. Thank you, Apple. <laughs> yeah, you're in the walled garden. You're you're just mad because your your fancy Android phone won't work with the Pip Boy thing. I am. So I'm like, I feel like the iPhone six plus was like the most popular phone last year, mm-hmm. and. They're not supporting that phone because my phone's basically the same size as that, and it's just small phones. Like people have big phones too, and the Pip Boy is a large thing. I feel like I should be able to use that, but I digress. I'll just strap it to my arm with some duct tape or something. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> awesome. All right. And speaking of our community podcast, please do tune in for that uh, tomorrow uh, because we have lots of really cool content that we didn't get to uh, here, including a bunch of really interesting emails, uh, some a recap from the Sacramento area meetup, and uh, just other fun stuff. Um, you know that you're going to have to tune in and uh, and see what it is. So, until next time, we are those guys with ships, and this has been the Versecast. See you guys. See you later. Fly me. Who? Say what? Fly me. To the moon? Fly me to the moon. And other places. Mm -hmm. Was it Let Me Sing Among the Stars? Let me know what life is like on Jupiter and Mars. <laughs> Dude, you are not old enough to know that. <laughs> Dude, I've seen, uh, what's the movie with DiCaprio? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that one. See ya! I got away with it this time. We just stopped caring. <laughs>